Hello and welcome to Ghoul Gals. Hello. Uh, today we're talking about fairies, yeah. uh, which was suggested to us by Eva, our friend Eva. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hi. Um, w- which ended up being uh, tougher than we both <laughs> thought, in a good way. So yeah. it made us think outside the box. Yeah, I, think. I mean, I read a, a lot about a lot of fairies. Yeah, to find some good ones. Yeah. Uh, so Lord. yeah, we're doing fairy stuff today. Fairies. Woo. Okay, so mine is about uh, the Cottingly fairies, mm. which are not a certain type of fairies, but it's about kind of the very first documented sighting of something that's otherworldly, because it's right when um, cameras were invented. Uh-huh. So, like, there weren't too many cameras out right. uh, and available, and so uh, so this is kind of the first, like, Ooh, cool photo. Yeah, it was just kind of interesting. Actually, yeah, it's a couple photos. Um so, our story begins in the summer of 1917 in Cottingley, West Yorkshire, England. Aww. Sounds picturesque. Elsie yeah. Wright and Francis Griffiths went out into the wooded garden of their home, uh, and nine-year-old Francis had just taken the perilous wartime journey from South Africa <gasps> uh, with her mother. Oh my God, so and, far. and so they were living with her mother's sister uh, named Polly. Aww. And Polly's husband named Arthur, mm-hmm. uh, and Arthur was an electrical engineer and an amateur photographer. Oh, sounds um, like a catch. <laughs> right? He sounds cute, Arthur. That's a sweet name. Yeah. Um, so Polly and Arthur had the daughter, Elsie, and Elsie was 15. Those are adorable names. Yes. I have a, a great a great aunt? I don't know. My great-grandma's sister was named Elsie. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's such a cute name. I yes. like it. So, Francis was nine and Elsie was 15. But even though they had a big age gap, they still became, like, immediate best friends. Aww. Which is sweet. Um, And so they would always go out into the woods and, like, down to, they had a little dell. And so they would play all day out in the woods. And then they'd come home and they'd be, like, dirty, like, muddy and, like, soaking wet. Because there was, like, a little stream and stuff. And so Elsie, the older one, Mm -hmm. she began blaming fairies for their appearance. Oh, no. Um, Which, I mean, if if my kid showed up and was like, um, it was fairies. I was talking to fairies. Or, like... My 15-year-old kid. Right? (laughs) Or, like, my, my... my new friend, this little boy that no one else can see, told oh. me to do the... You know, like, that's immediately oh. the scariest thing. Yeah. Um. So I would just get rid of my kid, probably, at that point. Um, but <laughs> but they did not. Their parents did not get rid of them. Oh, good um, for them. And they were, actually thought it was, like, funny. They were like, oh, like, no, there's plus good imagination. I would never think it was funny. If a 15-year-old, if my 15-year-old child told me about fairies, I would either, one, be, like, low-key really scared, or <laughs> two, um, high-key very angry that yeah. she's lying to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she thinks I would believe this. Right. Like, you're 15 years old. Do better. I'm an adult. You can't fool me. <laughs> I went to college for some years. For a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So, one day in July of 1917, uh, the girls asked if they could borrow Arthur's prized camera to oh. prove that their fairy friends were real. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, and although cameras were still rare and super valuable, mm-hmm. like they must have been rich to have a camera. Yeah. yeah. Um, Arthur let them take them into it. Oh my the god, forest. Arthur. Yeah, he like showed them how to use it and he's like, all right, have fun. Bye. Go out oh, and leave. Right? Dumb dad. 
<laughs> that when they came back, they had one glass plate for Elsie's father to develop in his dark room. So he was a little um, surprised when the photo started to, to emerge, the image mm-hmm. was coming, um, and in it, it was a picture of Frances, and she was wearing a string of flowers in her hair Aww. while watching four real-life fairies <gasps> dancing on a stump in front of her. What? So, like, <laughs> you're immediately like, what the? What? Bye, we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, one month later, the girls brought back another photo, mm. and in this one, it had Elsie, and she was sitting in the grass uh, and a small gnome-like creature. They so it had wings, but it was like a small, like not cute. Like fairies are like cute, like lady dancing. Yeah. But this was like a not cute squat little thing. Oh, uh, and it had no. wings, and it looked like it was about to crawl on her lap. Like she was trying to be like, "Come on, sit on my lap." No. Um. So actually, I'm gonna show Cassandra those two photos right now. Yay! What the hell? Mm-hmm. So we're looking first at the one of Francis. How did they fake that? With the four little... I don't know. Maybe it's not faked. We'll have to listen it's, to the rest of the story. It's fake. So there's these little things. And then, and then this one gnome thing. That's Elsie. She's 15. So there's a little thing and it's like she's like no. trying to get no. it on her lap. So anyway, so we just looked at those. <laughs> and it was interesting because they look... they. They look weird, but they don't look yeah. faked. Or like you're, you're like, how could they have faked those? Right. You know, like right. it must be real. I don't know. Who knows? So Arthur thought that the girls had just used some sort of like sleight of hand or like little paper with drawings on it or something. So he just was like, oh, it's kind of a joke. He just put them away. Mm. Uh, didn't think another thought about it. Mm-mm. But his wife Polly, mm. uh, she had this like stronger belief in the supernatural. So she was a little bit like. I don't know, Arthur. Mm. I don't know. So two years later, in 1919, Polly attended a meeting in Bradford of the Theosophical Society, which is an organization set up in the 19th century to uh, discuss and debate matters both spiritual and religious. So the talk was about fairies. So of course she brought the photos in, and afterwards she showed the speaker the photographs that they had had taken. Mm -hmm. Um, The speaker brought them to Edward Gardner, who was the leader of the Theosophical Movement. Mm-hmm. And then he gave them to a photographer that he trusted, named Harry Snelling, to examine them. Is was this Is this fairies? <laughs> who knows? I don't know. I love it. <laughs> and so then Snelling, the um, photographer, he's like, they're real. And he's quoted as saying, uh, they are genuine, unfaked photographs of single open-air work showing movement in the fairy figures... And there's no trace whatsoever of studio work involving card or paper models, dark backgrounds, or painted figures. So, he was like, they're, they're real. Oh my god. Which, like, at that time, like, photographs are just kind of becoming a thing. And so, like, people are like, well, this shows what's really true. Mm. So, of course, they're like, fairies are real. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding dong. You got me. Yeah, that's proof. That's proof. I believe um, And so once they were proven, then the photographs began being circulated throughout British spiritualist community. So um, they were just bringing them everywhere. Right. And they even made it to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Stop. Yeah. Oh and because he was big in the, like, spiritual, like, yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and so he saw them and he was like, it's proof. If fairies are real, then that means anything is real. 
Oh my god. This is yeah. so funny because I've been watching like these top five ghosts caught on camera <laughs> videos for like the last 16 hours. <laughs> like, I've seen so many of them and yeah. every single one I'm like, I believe it. <laughs> I'm yep. seeing it. So it must be real. Like, there's been a couple that are stupid. I'm kind of, like, seeing those pictures, I'm kind of like, those do not look uh, authentic at yeah. all. But I don't know. I, I, don't know. I understand why people would, would be like, all right, fairies are real, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I Who guess knew? we have to believe that now. Yeah. It's a fact. <laughs> uh, so then in the summer of 1920, so a couple years later, the mm-hmm. girls were asked uh, once again to go into their dell and take more photos of the fairies. So they came back with three more photos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, one of them showed Francis looking at a leaping fairy. Mm-hmm. Another was a fairy offering a posy to Elsie. And the last one showed what looked like a cocoon. Yeah. Uh, so the girls had no knowledge of what that image was. They were just like, we've never seen this before, but they made this little cocoon. Um, but fairy observers, I love this, fairy <laughs> observers in Scotland <laughs> at the time... Uh, we're more familiar with this object. Oh, good. So there's this thing, and it's said to be kind of like a magnetic bath, which is weird. Uh, so picture like a little cocoon, mm. um, and it's woven very quickly by fairies. And after dull weather, like around autumn and stuff, where it's uh. kind of like stale air, yeah. uh, the fairies would use magnetism within it to like recharge themselves and like rejuvenate themselves. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> So they had a photo of that also. Um, I would have just been like, that's a caterpillar. (laughs) Um, Girls, that's a caterpillar. (laughs) Idiots. Uh, Yeah, so those are the the photos. So we have five photos of these fairies. And that was it. That like it became huge and people would come from all over the world to Mm. come and try and see these fairies, but like no one was seeing them. So let's get down to business. They were supposedly real. But what do we know now? Because back then, everything was real. Yeah, this is literally 100 years later. (laughs) Right? Uh, So skeptics noticed many problems with the photos. Mm -hmm. In addition to the obvious one, that the fairies look like bits of paper or like pictures, drawn pictures. Yeah. For instance, in the first photo, Frances is not looking at the fairies. She's kind of looking like next to the fairies. (laughs) And the girls apparently claimed that they were so used to the fairies that they often paid them no attention, which <laughs> is such, like, an idiot but, Right. We're just so used to playing with them. Like, I don't even need to look at fairies anymore. You're literally anymore. trying to take photos of them. And then why does the second fairy from the left not have wings? If you look closely at the photo, mm. um, there are no wings on that second fairy. Which oh, I'm just that gonna... was an oversight. Yeah. No one else in, like, 1917 saw this. Right. No one. I have no idea. The professional photographer didn't see the... <laughs> right. And then um, in the second photo, which is the one where Elsie has a gnome mm. with her, mm. her hand looks, like, bizarrely elongated. It does. Um, I noticed that. I was like, oh, my God, she has giant hands like me. <laughs> Maybe not. They say that it's just camera slant, but... The hand That's is not a thing. misshapen. And then uh, in the fourth photo, I love this. Why is the fairy dressed in the latest French fashion? <laughs> but despite all these problems, the photos continued to attract believers. Of course. People are still in, obviously. Yeah. 
And uh, much of the belief might be attributed to the context of the times, because by the end of World War One, the English were emotionally bruised and battered oh. by four years of unrelenting bloodshed. So it seemed like they needed something really nice and pure. like pure and sweet to right. believe in. Okay. Um, and especially because then if fairies could be real, then maybe they could somehow like connect with their dead loved ones oh, too. No. Like it was all about like now we can believe in everything supernatural, you sure. know, which is so just the saddest. Heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. So this is the interesting part also to me. So it wasn't until 1978 that James Randi pointed out that the fairies in the pictures were very similar to figures in a children's book called Princess Mary's Gift Book, oh which had been published in 1915 shortly before the girls <gasps> took the photographs. So up until 1978, people were still like, they're real. <laughs> I don't know, probably not, but maybe. But in a 1983 letter uh, to Jeffrey Crawley, who was a journalist who had written extensively about the Cottingley fairies, Elsie, the older one, she mm. finally admitted how she and Francis had taken the pictures. Oh, was this her deathbed thing? <laughs> Close, yeah. <laughs> she died a couple years later. Oh. And said that they persisted with the story for so many years because they didn't want to embarrass all the people who had believed them. <laughs> that is so sad. Because all these adults were like, fairies are real! And these like little kids Sarah are like, oh. <laughs> A supposed genius was like, yep. Yeah. She felt so guilty. Yeah. They... She said that she waited until everyone had died before admitting the hoax. Oh like, she God. waited until all the adults that were alive then were oh my God. dead. She explained that she had sketched the fairies using oh. Princess Mary's gift book as inspiration. Mm -hmm. And she had made paper cutouts from these sketches, which she held in, in place in the ground by hat pins. Oh she, my god. Genius. Yeah, she's so um, smart. I love it though because in the second photo, the one of um, the gnome and Elsie, mm -hmm. uh, the tip of a hat pin can actually be seen <gasps> in the middle Stop. of the creature. Oh my but I'll get this. Super smart. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was like, <laughs> well, that's a belly button. <laughs> Duh. What's she even talking about? I, like, what? He was super into this. And so he that led him to argue that fairies gave birth just like humans. Oh my like he God. went so deep into this. Like belly button. Yikes. Yeah. It's it's rough. That is so funny. Um but it was really interesting learning about their lives afterward. Mm. Like Elsie, she emigrated to America to to escape all the attention from all this fairy stuff. She migrated. Grandma's sister. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, but she went on to live in India, where she spent the Second World War with the Women's Voluntary Service Aww. before returning to the UK after Indian independence. So she died in 1988, so that was, what, five years after she had admitted that it was a hoax. Yeah. Which, <laughs> but, like, that's really... She sounds cool. She sounds yeah. really interesting. And Frances died in 1986, um, and her Aww. memoirs, which were completed by her daughter, uh, were published under the title Reflections of the Cottingley Fairies, where she actually maintained until her death oh, no. that she had always seen fairies. And then after the publication of the interviews with Elsie, claiming that it was just like a hoax, mm -hmm. they 
like weren't friends. Like their relationship got really strained. No. Which yeah is ridiculous oh and sad because it's like the last five years. Did she know like they weren't real? Um. So that's an interesting part of it too. Oh. Uh, so there's a movie about it also, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, which is cool. Oh, um, watch it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> um, uh, Joe Cooper, he wrote a book about Elsie and Francis, mm-hmm. uh, which actually. Um, informed the movie from 1997 like uh he believed that the girls really had seen fairies but that they had faked the photos so that people would believe them oh so i don't know and elsie was older so maybe she was like i wasn't actually seeing them you know and kind of talked herself out of believing that they were fairies right um whereas francis was younger and so she was like more apt to believe for longer you know Who knows? Who knows? So maybe they did see those fairies. It's kind of kind of cool. It is cool and weird. But the movie. Let's get down (laughs) to the movie. You're so excited. So you can watch it. I know. I love this movie. I used to watch it all the time when I was little with Eva, actually. Um, and it's called Fairy Tale: Colon A True Story. Stop. It's great. That's a good title. It is a wonderful (laughs) title. Also, Fairy Tale is one word, but they capitalized the T on tail, so it was like two words put in one. Beautiful. <laughs> Fairy tale, a true story. Watch it. Love it. From 1997. And it was directed by Charles Sturridge, um, who I hadn't heard of, but his last name sounded familiar. Oh my god, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Um, Sturridge. Yeah, so there's a bunch of famous people in it, which is great. So, like, Peter O'Toole, he plays Sir Ooh. Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> the idiot. <laughs> I thought it was a belly button. The idiot of the story. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like such a fool. Uh, and then Bill Nye, he played um, Edward Gardner, who was the um, the like head of the Theosophical right. Society or Aww. one of them. Um, and then they like kind of mix in this other story where Harry Houdini is in it for some reason. I can't remember what he was what friends with Arthur Conan Doyle. Then he must have heard all of that. I don't know. I don't remember how they worked him into the story, but he was definitely in it for a lot. And he was played by Harvey Keitel. Stop. Which is amazing. Uh, but it's also great because there's a bunch of like little tiny roles that are performed by really famous people now. Um, yeah. Like Francis's father was in it for a little bit. He wasn't really in the story because Francis was the one she came from South Africa. Right. So her father was off at war still. But he is in it for like two minutes uh. and he's played by Mel Gibson. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I I know. I was watching it like I watched it a couple weeks ago just for fun, and I saw it and I was like, "What? Would Mel Gibson ever accept a role that small?" That in seems... 1997, that was kind of like the yeah, height that was of his... his big time when he did Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, he must have known someone. I don't know. Yeah, it's and at one point they show a play oh, that's being done, and it's uh, Peter Pan, the play, uh-huh. and Anna Chancellor is in it, and mm-hmm. she plays. Um, she's. British. She was the um, evil stepmother, kind of, from um, What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. <gasps> oh, yeah, I know exactly. Mm-hmm. Anna Chancellor. She's cool. <laughs> oh uh, so she played Peter Pan in this play within the movie, which is cool. And then going back to Charles Sturridge, the director, mm-hmm. um, his son, who is not yet <gasps> famous, played a fairy at the very end, and that is Tom, Tom Sturridge? Sturridge. Oh my god. <laughs> 
knew that name yeah. sounded familiar. No. Oh my god, what a sweet baby. It's great. Oh. Um, I, I watched it over and over, like the end part, <laughs> trying to find him, and then I finally found him at the end. Oh. Um, yeah, so at the very end, there's kind of like this fairy, not quite parade, but there's like a bunch of fairies in a room, and he's one of, he's this little, little fairy, because he's like a baby. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, he's like our age, isn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he is. Oh so. So he would have been like eight. Like seven or eight, yeah. Oh my god. Um, that's amazing. Anyway, so that's my story. So watch Fairy Tale, A True Story, and um, think about all of the hoaxes that you've <laughs> seen in your life. And thought maybe we're real, and then reevaluate it because <laughs> Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who's uh, very talented and supposedly smart, was hoodwinked, and you don't want to be dumb like him. My two little girls. So I decided to do fairies called changelings. Okay. A changeling child was believed to be a fairy child, or just a fairy, that had been left in place of a human child that was stolen by the fairies. So, like, they'd do, like, a swap. What? So they snatched a baby? Kid swap, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They took those babies. Kid swap, like, um, so it's like wife swap. (laughs) But with kids. But scarier. (laughs) And no one, like, agrees to do it. Like, no one's getting money for it. (laughs) (laughs) Only one half knows. (laughs) Right. So when I first read about these, I was like, fairies taking babies and just like to take them. Mm-hmm. I believe that. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> they seem cruel. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. But taking a human child and then leaving one of their own in its place. Yeah. Why would they why? trust awful humans to take care of exactly. their fairy babies? Yeah. Hmm. So um, I looked at Wikipedia for some answers. Okay. And I got some from D.L. Ashleman. Ashley Man? Ashley Man? <laughs> D.L. Ashley Man. <laughs> Who is actually a professor of German at the University of Pittsburgh. And is still alive. Okay. Um, which surprised me because most of the people that I read about are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for him. <laughs> Congrats, Ashley Man. <laughs> um, he's written very extensively on like fairy tales and folklore and stuff like that. He said, a human child might be taken due to many factors. One, to act as a servant. Oh. But that still doesn't explain, like, leaving another. Why would you leave yeah. baby? Yeah. Uh, two, for the love of the human child. So, like, fairies just wanted nice, innocent human babies. Because they're so sweet. That's, that's so sad. I what know. kind of monsters do they have as babies, then? You know? <laughs> Yuck. Or malice. <gasps> yeah. Um, so most often it was thought that fairies exchanged to the children, and in rare cases, very elderly fairies would be exchanged in the place of a human baby. Oh. And then, so the old fairy could live in, like, comfort. And be, oh and be coddled be by, like by the parents. Yeah, and have lots of naps. Yeah. Oh my Get gosh. hugs from mom. Mm-hmm. And the parents, either way. So I'm understanding, like, what's going on behind mm-hmm. this. But then I'm like, how do parents not realize that it's not their baby? Yeah. That it's a, an a old slowly, fairy. senile, almost dying fairy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so um, in some of the articles I found, there were a couple of illustrations mm-hmm. um, of changeling babies. And the babies are hideous. Oh, no. <laughs> ugliest babies I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. Um, in one of them, there's so there's two definitely, like, babies. Okay. And then there's two, like, faces off to the side. 
Um, but the baby in the foreground looks like the Grinch <gasps> as a baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's my favorite. Jim Carrey the Grinch as a baby. <laughs> like, I don't know if they took inspiration from this illustration. I don't know which came first, the Grinch or the <laughs> this illustration, but... The chicken or the egg. <laughs> right, it's the a Grinch chicken egg the situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... And then the one in the background, which has your haircut and is kind of more like a toddler. Okay. Um, like, almost exactly. Like, your bangs are, are laying almost exactly the way that hers are, which is, is really me? scary. Um, but so Time she... travel is real. <laughs> That's another one of the conspiracy videos I was just watching. <laughs> so the one in the back mm-hmm. um, looks like a straight-up demon. Like, the one in the front is... I think only kind of cute to me because it looks like the Grinch. So I'm like, oh my God, it's the Grinch. <laughs> um, but she's like really frightening looking. And Wait, then, the one with my haircut? Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. <laughs> and then she has like a Nick Miller turtle face <laughs> frown. <laughs> so it's like the most extreme frown that you could you could ever imagine. Like an upside down you. This is an amazing word picture. Thank you. It's, it's a monstrosity. It is. So then there's another painting that I found. Cool. Um, so there's a mom in the background cooking something over a fire. And then in the foreground, there is a cradle. And inside the cradle <gasps> is a changeling. And he's like kind of lifting himself up. Like not, not like up off the bottom of the cradle, but like mm. he has his arms on either side and he's like t- turning around mm. so he can look at the mom. Ooh, that's so scary. This, that's like a baby that knows too much. Because it's a changeling. It's Ooh, not a baby. Because it's an old fairy. Yeah. <laughs> and before I show you the picture, just imagine mm-hmm. Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Done. <laughs> in a nightgown, like a baby nightgown, and then like a curly blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So get ready. I'm going to show I'm you this picture now. I'm so excited. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's Isn't horrifying. Isn't it so scary? <laughs> the mom's like looking at it and is like, wait a second. God. That's not my baby. It really is in a curly blonde wig. It is. That's Where hideous. did they get the wig from? I don't know. As funny as these pictures are, it still doesn't answer why this happens. Mm-hmm. So what Ashley Mann thinks, I'm pretty sure it's Ashley Mann, but Mr. now it's, it's funny to call him Ashley Mann. Mm-hmm. So he focuses on the idea that these... Beliefs illustrate an aspect of family survival in pre-industrial Europe. Oh. Um, So this was a time when every single person in the family needed to work in order for the family to survive, basically. Mm -hmm. So a child born with any kind of disability uh, would have been seen as a, quote, drain on the family's resources. Oh, no. Um, so their parents saw them as a threat to the survival of the family, and changeling tales support other historical evidence in suggesting that infanticide <gasps> was frequently the solution. Oh, no. Isn't that horrifying? That's really awful. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we joked so much about this. I know. And now it's really sad. Now it's very, very, very depressing. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Mm. So they would kind of clear their consciences by being like, well, a fairy stole our real baby and oh, left no. us this creature that's not our baby, so we had to get rid of the we creature. Had to and we like tried to get our real baby back. So it's effed up. Yeah. Supremely effed up. Oh, like it's so much more messed up than I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. Mm. And when I read it, I was like, oh, wow, I wish I didn't look so much into this. <laughs> So the origins of myths are like my favorite part of the stories because mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated by why people felt the need to make up stories to explain things that they couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. But this one makes me feel really bad <laughs> about mm-hmm. everything. Like my entire afternoon at work, I was just like, because I did this at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so bummed out. I Like, I felt guilty about it. Oh. Yeah, like, humans as a whole are terrible people. Yeah. 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 Further confirmed, like, I didn't already know. Yeah, right. God. On Columbus Day, too. Like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. God. Anyway, so the changelings are almost completely in European nations, mostly Western Europe. So, for instance, in Germany, the changeling is known as Vexelbog. Vexelkind, Kielkroll, and my favorite, Dickoff. <laughs> <laughs> that's German. That's another German word. I you want to know how that's spelled? Yes. D I C K. Yep. K O P F. Yep. That's. I that's even right. like. I searched all these words on like a pronunciation website mm-hmm. so I could at least kind of do do them justice mm-hmm. and then the last one I was like that says dick off <laughs> and I went to the site to confirm it and I just wanted to not make an ass of myself I love it. and say dick off when it was like something else <laughs> but it is dick, dick off, off and it's my favorite yeah so to identify a changeling in Germany you this okay this is the first time that this method is going to show up and I Still don't understand it. Mm -hmm. It's confusing the changeling by cooking or brewing in eggshells, right? So, like, they they put eggshells into the food? No, I don't know. Oh. There was no further explanation. (laughs) It was just, like, that over and over again. I don't, like, I don't... Well, they confused us, so we must be changelings. Because what me. I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense because you look exactly like that girl in that drawing. I do. So this, for some reason, would force the changeling to speak, revealing its true age. <gasps> Another method was trying to burn the changeling in the oven. <gasps> the last one is hitting or whipping the changeling. <laughs> oh, no. So if you think that your kid is a changeling, the best route is to cook in eggshells. <laughs> Just in case you're wrong. Like, the eggshell method, whatever it means, is the one where a kid does not get harmed. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, Also, fun fact, um, Martin Luther (gasps) believed that the devil was the parent of changelings. Interesting. Yeah, so that's a fun fact for us who grew up Lutheran. Yeah, and it's the 500th year of the Reformation. Is it? Yeah. Good job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so there was this, this little painting on Wikipedia of the devil switching babies. It's, it's also hilarious. Love it. So like in the background, there's a mom sitting in a bed and then I'm assuming the dad, like leaning over her, holding her hands and they're both just like 
staring at each other, but, like, aggressively, like they're having a staring contest. <laughs> and then in the foreground, on the floor, there's a baby that's, like, green in a cradle. And it has little horns, so it's, like, a changeling or a devil. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's the devil. <gasps> Like, swooping in, and so he's taking the regular baby, baby which already has a receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's giving this other baby to them. And they're oh, no. they're having a staring contest, so they can't tell. You want to see what it looks like? <laughs> they can't tell. I love it, yes. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Look how small oh my babies gosh. are. That's hideous. Are oh, my gosh, I love it. the ugliest baby you've ever seen? Yeah, it looks like they're the like devil green. is farting out fire. Stop. <laughs> Oh my god! I think he is. <laughs> it's an insane photo, and it I is. Love I'm it. gonna post all of these everywhere. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow we're gonna post all the photos. I'll do the fairy photos, and you do the changeling. Photos. It's exciting. I'm looking. So I'm sure you're thinking, well, I'm not a baby. <laughs> this doesn't apply to me. It's I don't have true. anything to worry about. Yeah, that's where you're wrong. <gasps> Um, in Ireland, your favorite country. It is my favorite country. <laughs> even just looking at a baby with envy, which I, at first when I read that, I was like, why would I be jealous of a baby? And then what? I was like. It has to eat baby food. Everybody touches it all the it time. It has its, its entire life in, ahead of it. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> they live. It I got to 27 go, years out of the way. <laughs> it has to go through high school. Um. But, like, I definitely have looked at a baby and, like, grumbled to myself, I wish I could sleep all day like you, you know? Mm -hmm. And then also, like, envying beautiful men or women also made you vulnerable, Uh which is bad. Every second of my life, I'm shopping for clothes and, (laughs) like, looking, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've bought something that looks good on the model, and I'm like, that's what it's going to look like on me. And then I get it, and I'm like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever bought. And then you feel like you're a potato wearing, like, lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's so funny, because I was just thinking that it makes me feel like I'm putting it just, like, a potato sack on. Oh, my gosh. We're both thinking about potatoes. Potatoes. (laughs) Women were, for some reason, especially in danger in liminal spaces. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as when they were a new bride or mother. Oh, my gosh. Which yikes. sucks. Why do women always have it worse? I know. So we can't get married or have kids or go to bus stations. Oh, bus stations. That's a good one. Because I, I was wondering what liminal spaces were back in, like, medieval times when this was yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the only ones I think of now are um, rest stops on the highway or the mall or an airport or something, you know? like. But there's so many people coming in and out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But what, what in the world would have been a liminal space in 1532? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, a port? Like a ship port? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A jousting arena? <laughs> <laughs> so far, all these fairies have been, like, medieval stories. But in Ireland... Belief in changelings lasted well into the 19th century. Really? Yeah. And actually, in 1895, Mm -hmm. an Irish woman named Bridget Cleary was killed by her husband because he believed that she'd been abducted by fairies and a changeling had taken her place. Oh my gosh. Murder. What? Yeah. So what happened was that she fell ill sometime in March of 1895. 
was visited by a doctor on the 13th. And then at that point, her condition was so bad that a priest visited soon after and administered last rites. Oh. Yeah, so she was in rough shape. Okay. Um, many home remedies were administered, and her father and husband somehow came to the conclusion that a fairy was sent to take Bridget's place. Urine was thrown on her, and um, she was carried to the fireplace so they could cast the fairy out. I don't know, like, where they got these techniques from. Whoa. But... Well, I mean, if they threw some changeling babies into the, um, into their stove. Yeah, but why did they throw pee on her? (laughs) Um, so on March 22nd, her burnt corpse was found in a shallow grave and the coroner concluded death by burning. Yay. Shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, nine people ended up being charged in this case. So it wasn't even just her husband. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Her husband wasn't giving her the medicine prescribed by the doctor because Mm. he, quote, had no faith in it. Cool. Yeah. I wonder why she was getting worse. Right. Mm. So Michael Cleary attempted to force feed his wife with like home remedies. Mm. And he threw her down on the ground before the kitchen fireplace and began, I don't know if he was hitting her or something, but he had had this burning piece of wood. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he was like chasing after, I don't know what he was doing. Oh. Um, Bridges' clothes caught fire and Michael then threw... Uh, very wisely, lamp oil on her. <gasps> very wisely if you want the killer. Exactly. <sighs> right? So <laughs> you imagine being her and being like, I'm sick. I'm just sick. Please let me die. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Yeah. Um, witnesses were unclear as to whether she was already dead at this point, but I hope so. Oh man. You know? Yeah. Uh, um. So Michael was convicted of manslaughter. Good. Oh wait, but not murder? Uh-uh. Wait, never mind. Manslaughter is accidental killing. Because he accidentally thought that she was a changeling? Yeah, because so his changeling excuse worked. Oh my gosh. But he, I mean, he thankfully spent 15 years in prison, so. That's something. Yeah. So in Ireland, there's this um, little nursery rhyme. Ooh. That goes, are you a witch or are you a fairy? Or are you the wife of Michael Clary? (gasps) Isn't that spooky? Oh, that is spooky. So that's the end of the Ireland stuff. The most sinister purpose for stealing away a human child comes from Scottish tradition. So the Scots believed that the fairies had done a deal with the devil, and every seven years they owed him a tithe. So the devil demanded a blood sacrifice. But the fairies' high self-regard would prevent them from killing one of their own. So the fairies would abduct a child in order to pay their blood dues. (gasps) Isn't that... Oh my gosh, that's, <laughs> that's awful. That's scary. Um, in Scandinavia, most beings in folklore are said to be afraid of iron. So Scandinavian parents, <laughs> this is my favorite, they would place an iron item, like a pair of scissors or a knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see where this is going. On top of an unbaptized infant's cradle. Oh my gosh. If that didn't work and the child was taken, the parents would whip them or insert them in a heated oven, uh, which we've again we've heard that's before. so much. Yeah, up. it's terrible. Mm. Um, in at least one instance, a woman was taken to court for having killed her child. Oh my gosh! In an oven because she thought it was a changeling. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yikes! Um, the whale's changeling initially resembles the child that is supposed to be replacing, but gradually grows uglier. 
both in appearance and behavior. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like malformed, ill-tempered, and given to screaming and biting. Um, to identify a changeling in Wales, one must cook a family meal in an in one eggshell. It just says in an eggshell. So do you, what, what carefully peel an egg, like hard boil an egg, uh-huh. carefully peel it, yeah, and then put all of your food in it? Into the eggshell. That is what weird. What kind of eggs? Are they ostrich eggs? <laughs> right. I don't understand. so weird. Um, and then the changeling will exclaim, I have seen the acorn before the oak, but I never saw the like of this. <laughs> what? Does it make any sense? No. What um, kind of, who wrote this lore, you know? Like, who came up with this stuff? Because there's no way that an actual baby said that. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, so after he says that weird sentence, um, they vanish, only to be replaced by the human child. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they get it back. Yeah. Um, if this doesn't work, it is necessary to mistreat the changeling by placing it in a hot oven, uh. holding it in a shovel over a hot fire, or by bathing it in a solution of foxglove. What? So in other other stories, the baby was not replaced with a living creature, but with a lump of wood <laughs> that was enchanted to resemble a child. Oh my gosh. This enchantment would wear off after a few days, revealing the true fate of the baby. That it was a piece of wood? That it, yeah, that it had been taken by fairies, and then... They left wood in its place. And then the parents would feel like such idiots. Yeah. I thought this piece of wood was a baby for days. I've been breastfeeding a vlog. That's so embarrassing. (gasps) Just thought of vlog lady. Do you think that's what happened? Did she lose a baby and then that's why she carries a log around? Oh my gosh. Twin Peaks. Yep. Devastating. Changeling. That is, oh. And then she, oh my god. And then she kept it because she 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 wanted her baby. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Sometimes the wood would seem to sicken and die, but instead of a corpse, there would be a pile of rotting wood. So, like, (laughs) it would seem like their baby was dying, which Mm -hmm. is heartbreaking. Yeah. But then once it finally did die, it would just be wood. Just a pile of wood. Oh, no. (laughs) I wonder if that's also, like, I'm trying to think of, like, the origin of that story. And I wonder if, like... So the baby did get sicker and sicker mm-hmm. and then died. And then, like, when you replace a pet or something without your kid knowing, but, like, I don't know, the dad, like, snuck in and replaced the baby with rotting wood. It's like, oh, it's okay. Oh. It wasn't our baby that died. It yeah. was a changeling. That's weird. Now all we have is this pile of wood. Rotting wood. Can't even use it in a fire. Yeah. And then maybe it would make everybody feel better about yeah, for it. for, like, a day. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe our baby's fine somewhere else with the fairies. Um, okay, so that was it for, like, locale stuff. Um, but I have two stories to share. Mm-hmm. The first is called The Glengarry Fairy. Ooh, Glengarry Fairy. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, it's written by James McDougall mm-hmm. uh, in his book Folk Tales and Fairy Lore in Gaelic and English. Yeah. I love it. Gaelic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what was that? The women. I have an apple. <laughs> no. The women. The women have... eat a sandwich. They only get one. I thought it was strawberry. What's? Oh no. Ichen uh, namra sutalun. Oh right. Sutalun. The women eat a strawberry. Just one. Just one. <laughs> so this was. I mean, this is like folklore. It's not like it's not. He didn't write it like fiction. Okay. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. Um. So there once 
lived in Glengarry, a widow with a young child who was a boy. Oh, that's how it's written. Cool. One day she went to the well for water, and when she was returning to the house, she heard the child, whom she had left sleeping quietly in the cradle, screaming <gasps> as if he were in great pain. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, she hastened in, gave him a drink as quickly as she could. This quieted him for a while, but he soon broke out again as badly as ever. Mm -mm. She gave him another drink, and while he was at her breast, she looked at him and saw that he had two teeth in his mouth, <gasps> each more than an inch long. What? <laughs> what? Oh, two one-inch teeth mm. in his mouth. <laughs> and his face was as old and withered as any face she had ever seen. Oh. She said to herself, now I am undone, but I will keep quiet until I see what comes of this. What? <laughs> How is she not? Like, this is different. This... Like, I know we say don't investigate all the time, but, like, if your baby has <laughs> teeth that aren't their teeth growing out of its mouth and then it looks like an old man like yeah. this isn't benjamin button like <laughs> <laughs> that is not enough of a reaction no. uh well we'll see how this pans yeah, we'll out we'll see what happens um the next day she lifted the lad in her arms and put a shawl about him then went on her way as though she was going to the next farm with him mm -hmm. a bug burn ran across her path and when she was going over the ford the creature put his head out of the shawl and said, Many a big fold have I seen on the banks of this stream. <laughs> what? The woman did not wait to hear more of his history. Good. But threw him into a deep pool below the ford where he lay for a while, tumbling about and reviling her and saying oh. if he had known beforehand the trick she was going to play him, he would have shown her another. What? <laughs> Such a weird story. Uh, she then heard a sound like that of a flock of birds flying about her, but saw nothing until mm. she looked at her feet, mm. and there beheld her own child with his bones as bare as the tongs. Oh! She took him home with her, and he gradually got better, and was at last as healthy as any other child. That is. That's the end. Horrifying. <laughs> oh yeah! Isn't it disgusting? Yeah. So then my final story Love is it. the Changeling Twins of Corian. Corain. It's probably like Corain. Corain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is by John Reese in his book Celtic Folklore. So once upon a time in the 14th century, the wife of a man okay. at Corain had twins, and she complained one day to a witch who lived <laughs> close by at Tiden E. Barkhood. <laughs> <laughs> that the children were not getting on, but that they were always crying day and night. Are you sure that they are your children? asked the witch, adding that it did not seem to her that they were like hers. Ooh. I have my doubts also, said the mother. Ooh. I wonder if somebody has exchanged children with you, said the witch. I do not know, said the mother. <laughs> but why do you not seek to know, said the witch. Ooh. But how am I to go about it, said the mother. The witch replied, go and do something rather strange before their eyes and watch what they will say to one another. Well, I do not know what I should do, said the mother. Well, said the witch, take an eggshell. <laughs> <laughs> These eggs again. I don't understand. If anyone knows what the fuck they're talking about, please <laughs> no. explain it to me. Mm-hmm. 
Because I don't get it. Yeah. Nothing I can think of <laughs> makes any goddamn sense. <laughs> Um, so take an eggshell and proceed to brew beer in it, in a chamber aside. Okay. Brew beer in the air. Easy enough. And come here to tell me what the children will say about it. It's so weird, because I'm, like, assuming these are all babies. Yeah. So, like, why would they, one, care? <laughs> Two, how would they know, like, how it's supposed to be done? Exactly. That they know enough that they're like, what the fuck is she oh, doing? Oh, mama, poo-poo, that is wrong. <laughs> oh, mama. <laughs> Poo poo, that is wrong. I thought you were saying like papa. It's like poo. Mama, mama, and poo poo. Mama, poo poo. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. where was I? Um, see what they will say about it. She went home and did as the witch had directed her, which is smart. Um. Mm-hmm. That was an aside from me. That was written in the story. <laughs> when the two children lifted their heads out of the cradle to find what she was doing, to watch and listen. Uh, then one observed to the other, I remember seeing an oak having an acorn. To which the other replied, and I remember seeing a hen having an egg. And one of the two added, but I do not remember before seeing anybody brew beer in the shell of a hen's egg. Oh my gracious. That is word for word what they said would happen. (laughs) Um, The mother then went to the witch and told her what the twins had said to one another. And she directed her to go to a small wooden bridge not far off with one of the strange children under each arm and there to drop them from the bridge into the river beneath. Oh, no. I know. Uh, The mother went back home again and did as she was directed. When she reached home this time, she found to her astonishment that her own children had been brought back. That's a good ending. Yeah. Although, I feel like that's giving the wrong idea to mothers who are like, maybe they're changelings, let me just drop them in the water. Exactly. And then they come home and then there's no baby left, like the babies didn't, their real babies didn't come Mm -hmm. back, and then they're like, oh no. Yeah. Those maybe were my real babies. (laughs) I just have shitty babies. Oh, no. I just have weird, like, rhyming babies that talk about acorns and It's like the twins and um, the witch. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> the black, black Phillip. Black Phillip. The crown upon your head. Black I never know this. Black Phillip something something dead. <laughs> it fits the rhyme pattern. <laughs> so that um, was what I did at work today. If anyone from work is listening to this, um, just kidding. <laughs> no, they know I never do anything. <laughs> oh my gosh, beautiful. Um, yeah, cool mm-hmm. fairies. They're they're freaks. Fairies. Mm-hmm. Weird. Uh-huh. We'll post a bunch of pictures mm-hmm. from both of our things to look at, so you can look at them while we're talking about it. Cassandra's had the best pictures because it had me in it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks mm. for listening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> find us. Find us online, and on Instagram. Just Google search. Google search us. Yeah. Ghoul gals. G H O U L space G A L S. Just so you. Just so you know. Well, <laughs> this is where we say, "See you later, ghouls and boys." Bye. Bye. Bye.
stain on my shirt from Soup 8 earlier. <laughs> We're so gross. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> <laughs>